Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. What's first? I don't know. Bunch of things. Brian Stelter is gone. Yeah. I think we should cl- I think CNN. we should clip Pat Gray's celebration song and put it in here. <laughs> Except the only problem I have with it is that I don't think it's our place to damn someone to hell, which is which is exactly what Pat Gray saying in no, his song. No, that's not our job. That's no. definitely not our job. So I didn't like that. Yeah, I haven't but heard it is something to celebrate. I haven't heard that, but I I loved Pat Gray's song um about uh Janie Cheney, yeah, yeah, Cheney, yeah, Cheney losing. Oh. Yeah, Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, that was hilarious. Could have been anyone. Why does he sing like that? Just to be stupid, or is yes, that his? Oh, absolutely. Yes, that whole show is just stupid. Whole, stupid. And, it's and awesome. The whole show is is also inside jokes, which is why um, they had a special. They've been doing a little bit of explaining on the inside joke because if you haven't been listening, time. you know, if you haven't been listening for. I, how, I don't even know how They're long years. I've been listening to Pat Gray. The jokes are years, years old. I've been listening to Pat Gray for since it was the old Pat and Stu days 10 years ago. So there's not a lot of inside jokes I don't know. But there's a lot of them. Really old now. Yeah, that, and it, it just bleeds into the real world. You can't hear some of those things without hearing Pat Gray's voice. It's insane. That song, though, was really funny. Yes. <laughs> so anyway... As Kate said, Brian Stelter's gone from CNN, so we're celebrating that. Well, where will Liz I get Cheney's my where will political I, career? Where will I get my over. reliable sources from? Oh yeah, it's hard to if believe he, he had a show for nine years called Reliable Sources. That's that's more unbelievable. <laughs> Did you guys? That's like uh, when you call. It's like when you nickname a really big guy Tiny. That was how <laughs> he got. Yeah. That was how he got the name it's of his show. Ironic humor. Just completely <laughs> ironic. Slim. Yes. A bald guy <laughs> curly. Yeah. That's a that was Brian Stelter's show name. Reliable sources. With Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Oh or uh Hannity calls him Humpty Dumpty. That's pretty good. Did, you were about to say something, Dad. Did, yeah. Did you guys see uh, or hear um a portion of Sam Harris po- on a podcast? Yeah. That was I've read the transcript. I don't want to listen to it. I'll throw up. Yeah. So Sam Harris, he's a, you know, the crazy thing is that before he'd had conversations with um, like Ben Shapiro and things. He wasn't like seen as a far, far lefty. But the things he said, yeah, that definitely was. He was on a podcast basically talking about election integrity type things. And he said, essentially, I don't care if Hunter Biden had, you know, kids locked in his basement that's hunter and yeah some of the stuff on his laptop you could see that joe was getting kickbacks his dad was getting kickbacks but i don't care the corruption there is provenly he's like far less than trump which is not true at all um but he just said it as if it was and so he's like you know we're gonna do whatever i i you know i'm down for whatever it takes to not have trump in office but have i'd have joe biden instead i don't care about the corruption basically and then also saying yeah and the censoring of the hunter biden laptop story he acknowledges it happens and he says he thinks it was good and for a reason 
I don't even know if the allegations against Trump are as bad as the reality of the Bidens. <laughs> I, uh, Accurate. He also talked about the fixing of elections, all the stuff that went in, all the shenanigans going into elections, saying those were perfectly fine. Um, yeah. He basically said, I heard him equate it to if an asteroid was coming to smash into the earth, if we got if we all got together in a room to plan how to prevent that from happening, that's the same thing as allowing Trump to be reelected as president. So to do anything to keep him from becoming president again is perfectly yeah. fine. I want to make a next step, though. What you get with Sam Harris is, is that he is a professed, devout, if you can use that term, atheist. This is what happens when you have... Is that an oxymoron? I love that term. That's my, one of my new atheist? favorite terms, devout atheist. devout atheist. He has... This is what you get when there is no such thing as morality. Then anything is okay if it gets me to the ends that I want to get to. Well, if you see, especially when he, you see the opponent as a you know threat well, to everything to right. all but what reality and if that's the world you want to live in and i've used this kind of thing before what if i see him as the opponent getting in my way what's to stop to stop me from you know just putting a bullet in his head he, he wouldn't be able to argue against right. that yeah, yeah. If we, if we, if he we would not be same... able to argue against that that's the problem with this kind of stuff uh, he w- he just came across. I mean, I've always not cared for his viewpoint, obviously, but man, did he come across as just the biggest pompous, arrogant, full of himself. And that's why it was okay for him to say he's it. He's always, but been. but that's why it was okay for him to say all this stuff out loud because he's just so confident that he's so brilliant that all of it's okay. Yeah, but there are the, we have those on the right. Ann Coulter comes to mind back when she said, "I don't care if Trump is doing." like late term abortions in the white house if he builds a wall yeah right so i mean same thing i'm equally as disgusted right your your point though cassidy about um trump being um or cade being that uh the things that are suggested about trump are not as bad as the reality of the biden's you know i i thought about you know how to post things like that trump has he's probably cleaner than 95 percent of the people that have been in washington he has been investigated in every way possible since the day he started his campaign in 2015 and they've got they've never found anything on him now that doesn't mean i like him as a person but when it comes to all the things that they accuse him of it's just not there and that's what that speaks of of how much worse all the people who actually are sitting in elected office i don't i don't know how you can't survive six to seven years of this type of scrutiny unless you are clean you, you can't survive it because they can make up just about anything they want against you and because i was listening to harmeet Dillon, and uh she's a you know civil rights attorney she was saying how basically every one of us is committing a crime in our home every day and if they want to come in and they can find it i mean do you have illegally copied dvd i mean in your house it's a federal crime. What's it's a, a DVD? federal crime. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's what you, you know, we, they can find something and they can make a big, they can make an issue out of it if they want to on anybody. Have you and ripped he the hasn't. mattress tag off of your mattress straight to prison? It says it on the tag, people. Yeah, but that only re- that's that re- before purchase. That refers to the manufacturer. So don't, don't, anybody, don't anybody lose sleep over that. It still threaten. Uh, it still threatens prison time on the tag of a yeah. mattress. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. 
It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so you think I that's like a, a wait, real quick though? Do you think that's like a CDC thing? Who do you think is in charge of the of the policy for mattress tags having to be on the mattress to talk about what the why would it be the CDC? Yeah, who governs liability? I'd who governs? Yeah, who, I think yeah. whoever oh. governs liability. Issues. Whose policy is it that you have yeah. to put? Because it's obviously for some kind of health reason. So yeah, you would think that it would be like the CDC. And but speaking of this, yeah, CDC, I was gonna, <laughs> the CDC. We have that topic, and then several COVID-ish topics. So like Walensky go anyway. and Fauci. I yeah, I did want to move to that. Basically saying that the reason lockdowns failed is because they weren't stringent enough. Right. I, when I first heard the CDC says they want to reevaluate and change some things because the COVID response didn't go like they planned it or like it should have. And I thought, yeah, I can agree with that statement. However, the direction, their their view of how it didn't go as planned is far different or as it should have is far different than mine. And where I was like, yeah, it was terrible and a crazy overstep they're like no we need more control to lock to be able to lock down people harder yeah and and the science is saying the, the these people of science are saying that that we didn't lock down hard enough didn't everybody didn't really follow the mask guidelines the way they should have and yet we have the data that says those things are not effective so why why are you allowed to make that argument i mean you can look at was it sweden that didn't they never locked down a day they did not mandate masks now people did mask but it wasn't mandated their numbers are as good or or better than much of the world which followed lockdowns and uh and masking and all that kind of stuff so how do you come out how do they get away with coming out and saying that when the data is clearly different I would just like to issue a, a, a small correction. You cannot say that science says one thing and say that Fauci says another thing. That is contradictive because, <laughs> as science. we all know, Fauci is science. So he also, he also uh, told us this week about the Fauci effect, where all these people are going into medical school now because they're so inspired by him. No, they're going into medical school because they're disgusted by you. It's the army of doctors against Fauci. That's probably what he's building. I was listening to Bongino, and he was making the point that it wasn't about whether they mask or lock down. It's the mandate portion of it that's important. Whatever they do, it's about the fact that they mandate something and people follow it. It doesn't matter what specifically they do. They just have to mandate and I, I think no, there's a just, lot of, they're I, just easing they're just easing you into them having the ability to tell you to do anything. Just, you know, it, it's not necessarily about what they're mandating. It's their ability to mandate. And they and this making you wear a mask because it seems like such a small inconvenience. I, I just think they're easing their way into the lockdowns. Making people stay in their homes is a, is more extreme. But as far as just, oh, well, just wear a mask. It's not that big of a deal. Well, they're just conditioning you to listen to what they say right and that's where i had put on this that i, I want to go beyond that and look at this as the big picture of yeah what they're trying to do it's not about that specific lockdown or whatever it's about the mandating and getting us to fall into those things i want people to step back and put things together i want people to look at the big picture when they see all these individual things happening they need to not see them as lone instances, such as um, 
making it difficult for people to go to work, making it difficult for us to buy food, making it difficult for us to get the fuel that we need. Encouraging people not to work by paying them to sit at home. I mean, talk about conditioning. We've conditioned people to collect a paycheck and, and sit on their butts to the point where we have how many million people out of the job market right now that just aren't even looking more than ever. Right. And because they're out of the job market, they're not counted in the um, unemployment statistics, which is what's leading them to also say, oh, we have record low unemployment. No, people have quit looking for employment and they're not counted. Right. They. Well, the number that I just the, the decrease in the workforce, um, what do they call it? Not the unemployment number, workforce participation number it equate to like three point four million less people. Than the last time those you know those numbers were run that are just dropping out of the workforce, and that means things that need to be produced and delivered are not being done. Um, but all of this which means that more goods and services are not being produced. But at the same time, we are printing money. It's it's super inflation, right? All of this is leading to what I've said in the past. We're they're wanting to move us away from. A world structured and devi- defined by by national borders, and instead to a world that is structured by class. Why do you think that they tell us our border doesn't mean anything? I mean, that's just one. That's just these things are all adding up, and are useful to this one end, which is if I know it sounds crazy and it's an old term that people think is nuts, but a new world order. It's a new world structure, a way of governing the world. It's no longer done. They don't want it being done by national borders. They want it being done by class. Does that make sense? Am I communicating myself? It makes sense. Before you get too far and like, yeah, you went to the big picture, which is true. But I wanted to bring up other topics around the just the COVID response too, because yeah, it's over for us, right? But in reality, it's still affecting people and our nation, and not in the fact, not the the not well. Sure, some people are getting it, but not like it was, right? Not in the illness way of like living your life, running your life, but in the way that the, the mandates are still being pushed on people. Because the Army, it came out, now has reported that they're going to miss their recruiting target by nearly 40,000. Meanwhile, they are still discharging people and leaving tens of thousands of people in limbo pending statuses for exemptions for the vaccine. Cole's one of his, so he is, you know, as a younger person, I don't know if that's why, or maybe the numbers are why he's still pending, but one of the cap, a captain in his National Guard unit, which is the medical detachment for all of Northern Nevada National Guard, and one, the captain is, he has 18 years in, he's served, he was active duty, he was an enlisted guy before he was an officer. And he's one of only two pract- actual practicing physicians in that unit. And they just, he's a religious guy, Christian guy, and they just discharged him. And while they're saying that they're going to miss these targets by recruiting targets by, you know, tens of thousands. So the, so the, so the unit that has the most uh, people that don't want to get vaccinated is the medical detachment. 
That yeah, should tell you something. I know. I don't know how many of them are unvaccinated. The doctors and the nurses and the medical yeah. professionals. Those are yeah. the ones who don't want to get it. Yeah, that should tell you something. Well, this makes my point even uh, more clear. Don't overthink this. It's not more complicated. Uh, it, it is exactly what it seems like when you hear this. They can't make. In fact, what I heard a week or so ago is they they only had what a month or month and a half or so left to the end of their recruiting year, and they were only at fifty two percent. If it's a fiscal year, then yeah, so yeah. the end of September. Fifth, so uh, forty thousand sounds like a big number, but when you say it in percentages, you're right. It sounds even crazier because fifty percent. Yeah, we're almost they have almost fifty percent short of what they said they needed to recruit. But let's put all this together. We're we can't, we're not even close to meeting our quota. We're still just charging people for things for something that we know is total nonsense, and that's this vaccine doing something about COVID. In fact, being harmful. I, I heard on the way home today something called TK something. It's it's Germany's largest insurer. They have had for four different codes. You know, you code insurance for what the issue is. Four different codes that 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 um, demonstrate vaccine harm. Four hundred and thirty-seven thousand claims for vaccine harm in the last year. That's just Germany's largest insurer. And and Germany's not that big. So we know that they can't meet their quota. They're discharging people for something that not only isn't effective. The Pfizer CEO right now has COVID. And and that's because he's not vaccinated. Probably he actually is vaccinated and double boosted. And that was fake. That's a um, lie. And not only is it not effective, it's quite potentially harmful. In fact, there's a lot of information coming out saying the more you get vaccinated, the more susceptible you are to getting COVID. (laughs) And yeah, it fits into your like big picture. Yeah, I think that's important to be aware of the big picture. But we also can't ignore the individual events. We need to respond to them because uh, my thing here would be to recognize that it is affecting like these people who are really close to retirement in the military or whatever, and they're getting pushed out or they're now being told like they are not allowed to move anywhere if they're in a pending, if they are in that pending status, they can't move to new uh, bases or like new, um, uh, what's the orders or whatever and things like that. And, so, and these people, like, I think it's also important to be still responding to that and as, I, I you know, silly as it sounds like calling your congressperson and telling them like, this is ridiculous. Um, so you have, we have to do both. We have to be reacting to the the instances, a single, because we have to be fighting back, pushing back, but and then also aware of how it fits into the big picture. I, I agree it's with It's hard you. for me to have thought about most of that stuff um, on a big picture. Well, actually, I probably see the big picture more than anything because it hasn't really affected my personal life. So, for, I mean, for you, on right, the other but there's hand— there's people living Yeah, this. for you, on the other hand, this is happening— personally too cold this is an ongoing active thing uh whereas for me this has barely even been a part of my life COVID has not existed in our area since six weeks in i mean so it's hard to even think about well it's insane to me because he and some then these other people who a lot of people go into the military especially those guys that are in for a long time they genuinely they want to be there i have a desire to serve my nation i feel like that it is a calling on my life that especially the guys who are religious and that's the reason they're seeking this and they're being ousted those are the people they um, want to get rid of because they are true believers in america 
and patriotism and faith, and those are the people that are dangerous to them. And I agree with you. We do need to be concerned for the individual, inc- you know, incidences um, in each in each one of these different areas. But not. But what I'm my point about the big big picture is mistrust everything. Everything yeah. that's going on right now is all working towards this end. Why are you more than doubling the IRS and giving them guns? They are weaponizing everything. We, I mean, it is shocking. We are moving into a communist Eastern Bloc country where you are going to be afraid. It used to be the, the walls had ears. People did not speak in their own homes because they were afraid of saying something that the next thing you know, the KGB would be knocking on their door. We are, why do you think they're arming everyone to be uh, under the you know, power of the federal government? That's exactly what they're working towards. Well, if the IRS's recruitment videos are anything like their actual training, I can't say oh. I'm too worried about those. They're baiting. Coming. They're baiting us. Okay, you they're know those us. are not. You know those are not training videos from what I know. I said the recruitment. What, or even that's old. Now I don't think it's going to be necessarily different than that. But they've not. Those are not new recruits that just because this bill passed are now in yeah, the Yeah, Bongino no, no, said no. those are a no, few years old. No, they're trying to get people to sign up. Yeah. right. Those people. They're trying to introduce them to what it would be. Right. Yeah. I, uh, Bongino said those videos were a few years old. They came from oh. some project yeah. where they were running some simulation. Yeah, well, somebody put them on this. Recruitment and simulation. No, so. Yeah, I, Tom, yeah, I Thomas saw. Thomas Massey or somebody that put those um, out? But I do think, yeah, I do think that they're in circulation right now um, to to give us a false sense of hope because <laughs> it's hilarious. They're embarrassing. Those people they can't are. do anything. Uh, I saw like three people in that video who, when they fired the gun, it wouldn't even cycle because they had their thumbs over the back of the slide, or they just like. Well, that would also um, that would. It's not. Your... It's not as. It, it's not as bad as you think. If you yeah. put your thumb over the back of the slide, you can actually hold a slide shut when you fire a gun. It just won't cycle. My only thing is they'd get off one shot and then they'd have to clear malfunction. Yeah, I'm low with you, Kate. Is like don't. Forget the fact that the, those people look goofy in the video. The fact that your federal government wants to do this against you, that needs to be much more concerning. I don't care what those clowns Correct. look like. Can someone tell me what a DVE is? Is that like a militia? Vi- is this another it's kind another of violent like M- extremist? It's another... Um, the MVE is yes. M- militia, yeah. militia violent extremist? Yeah. It's a different category. Like, this is a new thing that Project Veritas, like another document or something? Yeah, he released... DVEs? Uh, they got some documents released, uh, leaked to them, and this is the term that they use. I hope I'm in both. I hope I'm in, like, a like in the middle of a Venn diagram of DVEs and MVEs. You probably are. I'm sure. What's a DVE? <laughs> Whatever know. it is, it's violent extremist is the last part, so I'm sure I'd Domestic violent it. extremist. <laughs> A domestic violent extremist. So you know. So that's different from from a militia violent extremist. Yeah, I don't know why they just because it's individuals terms, instead of a groups. I don't know individuals it's, instead of groups, maybe. So if you show up at a uh, you know school board meeting and you're unhappy that they're trying to trans your kid, you're a DVE. Document lists perceptions of government overreach and election fraud as red flags. Yeah, right. So if you think your government is too big. 
and you think that there's hanky-panky going on in the, in the election, this is specifically what it was that was leaked to, to Project Veritas, then you are going to be labeled a DVE. And see, this is the whole thing. I think D none just the, stands for dissenter. None of these Dissent. things, none of these things are <laughs> legal. None of these things are legal, uh, you know, statutes on the book, so to speak. They're not in the code. But the, they just throw these labels around, and once they get them out there in the public, then they can use them to come and arrest you. Yeah, it's the same issue that's been going on where um, the Supreme Court just ruled recently that basically these bureaucracies can't create policy, which is what they're doing. They're creating policy out of thin air, and and then that's exactly what something like this is. Legally this cat- on them. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that should stand for like dissonant, violent extremists. <laughs> So, so can we tra- can we move to this from this discussion? Um, if this is not stopped by a pushback from an opposing political viewpoint, i.e., conservatives, and that which is about five percent of the Republicans, um, if it is not able to be stopped by the Republicans because they're gutless squishes, um, is it time? to restructure the somehow the Republican Party to tear the, the machine apart or to start a third party. I, I know I that I know the argument against not starting. A thir- I know the argument about not going against third party because you divide the conservative vote. But they're, they're the Republican Party, Mitch McConnell, they are completely useless and they are completely bought, especially McConnell, by China. He, he's, yeah, as I think bought, he's as bought as Joe, as Joe Biden. Yes. I So I've wanted and had a vision of like a federalist party, a.k.a. it goes down to state, like really just localizing, relocalizing everything. However, to start something like that and to, commu- to explain to people what that is would be difficult. Whereas I see, especially in Gen Z and the younger millennials, such a rise in a libertarianism that you'd if you're going to do it and it all be feasible you need to somehow capitalize on that libertarians and terrify it. me okay but here right but but the way to actually get back to individual freedoms is that's that's what they they really want more freedoms and so at least th- that's probably your best bet you, you, yeah I, you can't overcomplicate things um when newt gingrich uh took the house was it 94 with his with his um contract for America. Don't ask Cassidy. That's the year she was born. It was <laughs> past. It was nationalizing congressional races, which in the previously it had always been thought that you had to, you know, deal with the issues in your district. But he nationalized the congressional races and they won big time. You have to keep it simple. You have to keep it to the point. And I agree with you. The whole idea of federalism ties into the Constitution. The Constitution. The, the, the Bill of Rights is not complicated. It's very straightforward. It's laid out almost in bullet points. What if you had a party that you called it the Constitutional Party, the Liberty Party, you know, I don't know about the, Repub- the Republic Party um, or fe- Federalist Party, but you just used that as your platform. That's I easy to that communicate, y- and it's easy to understand, and it's been our history since we were founded. Yeah, for you, but the the my thing is that people are stupid. 
And that kind of terminology, it's it's all about public. It's I all agree. about perception I agree. and how you the need. media is going to spin it. And if you name it the Constitution Party or the Liberty Party, I mean, they're going to say that you want to start another no, revolution. Nobody, which nobody like argues against their own liberty. They might argue against another guy's liberty, but they don't argue against their own liberty. So I wrote one of my first Substack articles way back was about, I, I, I said decentralization. Well, and that'd be my main like push goal of this party. The the, the centric ideal would be to, from what we have now to decentralize yeah, power. Yeah, because that's the Back main the problem that we have. Yeah. What if we just call it the decentralization power? What if you just call it, <laughs> or I party. got one for you. It'll bring in uh, Antifa and the BLM. dismantling no, party, the decent party, yeah, the descent party. But decent, yeah, using decent, it, use decent. It, using it uh, as uh, you could do a lot of different, a double entendre. You could do a lot of things with that. The decent, the descent. <laughs> The descent, yeah, yeah, descent because like they stink, but as in decentralize. So I just think that where I've always been opposed to the idea of a third party, if if in this in and this is like if in, in this environment they can't win a majority, especially in the House, let alone the Senate. I mean, I, I understand the Senate might be real close, but. There's a lot of talk about this is not going to be the big red wave that you think it is. The numbers are not working out on that. And if you can't get it done in this environment, then you need to go away. You need to be dismantled the way that everybody wants to dismantle the FBI. This Because you are worthless. Yeah. You're bumming me out. I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm looking at making um, additional purposes, purchases. I was going to buy some... I was shopping for some more emergency food today. I, I, I've been thinking about the same thing. We just had another uh, food processing plant in Oregon burn up. They, the number that I heard quoted is that's between 150 and 160 in a year and a half. And again, go back to my Coincidences. big picture. Why do they want us to starve? Why do they want us hurting for food? This is not, that does not happen by accident. Just like 122 soldiers don't die in a year, you know, in, in two years at Fort Bragg. I mean, it's just those plants. They're just they're just running too not hard. Possible. Too much overtime. It's just accidents. I haven't. No big deal. I haven't found sriracha in months. We had to buy a different brand. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not. Well, we have more aggravating topics. No. Or no, okay, well, I'm this one's not. Enough. Okay, okay. Then we'll skip the. Actually, there's a mixed bag on the LGBT conversation. Because, on one hand, you have the ridiculous hosp- Boston Children's Hospital videos, and they're not the only ho- children's hospital. It'll be videos coming out about performing gender, uh, quote unquote, air quotes, affirmation procedures on toddlers basically um but on the other hand swing the and they got there's been a ton of backlash and they pulled some videos and said no no we don't do these procedures until they're 18 after the fact um and then swing the other direction finally finally finally. the lgb movement they were trending hashtag lgb drop the t they are fed up. They're like, these people are crazy. And, you know, gay guys are like, I'm a, I'm a gay man. I'm attracted to men, not women with a man unit, you know? Yeah, because that's always been the thing. Is like, if you, if, if, if I'm a woman who becomes a man, 
Or if I'm a man who becomes a woman and you're a guy and you don't want to date me, then you're, you know, you're, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, whatever. Yeah. No, I, I don't. You're a guy. I don't date guys. I'm a. And uh, no shocker, a large part of the LGB community feels the same. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying they're just saying the trans agenda is in opposition to. Yeah. It's not even just separate. It's opposed. Yeah, It's opposed. It's diametrically opposed. And they're going like, how did they get how did they get their letter stuck on the end of our acronym? We didn't invite them. This isn't a part Dave, of what we believe. Dave Chappelle did a did a bit like that in one of his stand-ups about how the T's are just along in the car for the ride. Yeah, yeah, Nobody likes them. Yeah. And uh oh man, he got he got, he got annihilated for that one. I'm glad though, that was one of the instances where Netflix stood up for him and said, Yeah, we're not getting rid of that. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's been a literally been a comedy bit before about getting rid of the T. How'd the T's get in here? So, so they're, they're apparently they're dropping everything after T then also. They might want A's, maybe allies. They want still. A's? No, like allies still, maybe. I don't know. I'm making that up. But they've got but. they've got what? BIPOC people in there and two spirited people and what does that have to do with lesbian and gay? But Bi- you cannot include well, you also, can't put BIPOC in LGBT. You can't put an acronym in an acronym. <laughs> We're not we can't do acronymception here. That's re- that's over the top. I that's where I draw the line. It it's is an acronym in an acronym. It's in parentheses inside the acronym. <laughs> no. Order of operations. For, <laughs> for acronyms. Acronym order of operations. You should come up with that. That'd be a good bit. So did you hear that uh, there was a study that climate change is le- is part of the cause the l- uh, leading to increased childhood obesity? Because it's too hot outside, outside and play. play. I watched three kids melt that like three so a couple weeks ago. They just melted outside. <laughs> they just so just into yeah, a puddle. It. It makes sense. There yeah, were three puddles. Into a puddle. Like I'm going to go outside and play and walked outside and the sun just burnt them to a crisp. So they had to go back into their video games. You know, I thought about this when I was, I've thought about this many times over this climate debate stuff. Um, when I was a kid, it, I would, you go outside, you're a kid, you want to play, you want to go outside. We didn't have obviously all the stuff that there is now. And I would, it would be hot. It ne- I mean, it'd be like hot and humid. It never prevented me from going outside and playing because I'm a kid and I don't think in terms of my personal comfort the way an adult does. I just, Correct. number one priority, I want to be outside playing. And that was all that there was to it. Yeah, and, if I'm hot, I'm going to hunt down a hose. I'm going to hunt down a puddle somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah we, I mean, and we drank out of the garden hose that the dog drank out of or probably peed on. I actually heard, so in Matt Walsh is doing a new like Q&A thing at the end or responding to listener mail after his show for subscribers and a listener I thought brought up a good point that said I think that it's maybe because they noticed that their kid was is an only child and when she is alone it's really hard to keep her off like she wants screen time when she's just the only one there but when she's with her friends she'll just go out and play and doesn't even ask never asks for you know screen time games whatever and they brought up the point of perhaps it's decreased in like having children and that they're not so you don't have siblings to play with as much so you don't go outside and play as often it's not just because i think like we we played outside 
even if we didn't play with the neighbors, like say you were, didn't trust having your kids, you're like, oh, I don't feel safe having my kids out front or leaving the house or whatever it may be, if that's your excuse. Kate and I played in the backyard a lot. Yeah, lightsabers, yeah, swords, guns, You guys did sports. have neighbors too, and that's the difference. Even in the number of kids that people are having, it makes a difference of how many kids are in your neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, just in a little row of three houses right, because on Citrus Lane, if you only Lane, have one sibling, was, uh, f- uh, seven kids in three houses. Yeah. If you only have one sibling, you can only play for so long before you start fighting, and that ends for a little while. But if you have more, yeah, yeah we or always had a neighborhood. Kids, I mean, you just had, have another kid. You can. Yeah. We had a neighborhood full of kids. I mean, everybody had everybody had three, four, five kids, and so there were just kids everywhere. I mean. There's just kids running all over the place, in, you know, where I grew up all the time. That's a good point. I never even thought of yards. that. That's totally true. Just everybody's just got kids, kids running around their yards all the time. Every, through your. And actually, I feel like if there were a bunch more, like if there were just a ton of kids running around your neighborhood, it'd actually be safer if there's a bunch of them everywhere. Right. Like yeah. If, it, like in the Pomo. Screaming rather than stranger just like danger. Two if, all si- if all seven of you, like you said, in, in our, our little cul-de-sac were outside playing together, I'd be far less concerned about that than if just you and Cade were outside playing together. Right. Because if someone comes up, all seven of us are going to be like, Screaming. who's that? You know, we don't know. Yeah. Right. We're all going to yell. Yeah. And if you scream, yeah. like, especially like on a cul-de-sac, you got kids screaming, every parent that's home is going to be busting out the doors to see what's going it's on. It's difficult True. to corral two kids let alone seven kids. How are you going to trick seven kids into your van? <laughs> Somebody's gonna one of them's going to be like, one of them's going to be like, I don't know. know. I don't know if we should a do weird. this. Just remember, kids, nothing in life is free. Yeah. So. That's dark. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Can we talk about Mar-a-Lago a bit? Sure. So we have two work weeks now past the Mar-a-Lago, Washington, D.C. raid in Florida, FBI raid in Florida. So what, what was the motivation? I see three possibilities. Okay. Um, one is they really hate Donald Trump. And they've been trying to get him since June of 2015 to keep him from running, to ever be in office. Certainly, there is history ever since June 2015 saying that's certainly a viable possibility. They really hate the guy, and they don't want him anywhere close to the office of the president because in their minds, he can do too much damage to this big picture stuff that we've just been talking about. Number two. They think that he is beatable because they've beat him already. And they know that this raid is driving support to him. And they know that's good because we've beat him once, we'll beat him again. Or three, the possibility that he has in all that paperwork that they say he has, he has evidence of the whole Russia collusion garbage and they want it back because they know how dangerous it is. And I've heard Cash Patel, who I really like and respect, um, kind of suggest that he thinks that to him seems the most likely thing and not only that cash patel said that he was present when trump declassified a lot of this stuff and all you know and option number four he was building nukes in his basement and he was definitely going to sell to russia how people it was totally justified even people that are stupid and hate trump <laughs> i don't know how 
they literally have only one neuron that must fire that puts that thought into their head, and then there's no additional activity to process that thought. I love how there was a danger of us selling nuclear secrets to other countries, but they still waited a couple months Trump like by was, their own admission. Trump was harder on every Trump was harder on every one of our uh, enemy nations than any president since Donald Trump at, at least maybe even more. I mean, I don't mean Trump since since Ronald Reagan. He was yeah. the most stringent against those countries. How do you possibly think he's selling the Russians or Chinese nukes? So. You made a statement that I want to go back to the big picture for a second here is when you said they must have one neuron fire and then they don't do any other thinking or any other uh, – they don't think about it whatsoever. That's because another thing that about them conditioning us is that they are conditioning people to not have critical thinking skills any longer. Well, they're being very successful. That's part of the big picture. They're super good at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if I have any leaning to one of those more than the other. Um, I mean, because definitely not four. Definitely not option four. No, but number two makes. No, I think it's three. It, maybe number two though. It's just like, how can they not know this is going to drive his support up? Yeah, they're idiots. If this they want him it's to run. it's absolutely number three. I have. I thought I had already heard representation for Trump come out and say that what was in those boxes was related to Spygate and Russiagate. Right, which he had declassified publicly before he left office, but they never so got dispersed. If I'm going to believe somebody, if I'm going to believe somebody, it's going to be Trump and Trump's people. So I, I don't I don't see why there's any reason to believe anything other than three. I mean, he's already said that's what was in the boxes. So they're trying to get it back yes. to cover up. Yeah. But, but but here's the thing. How there's you, no way that's his only copy. I was gonna say, how do you not have no that way. thing reproduced four, no five, way. six, seven times over? It's on a bunch it, of hard drives. Every single one what, of his lawyers has point, their own yeah, but copy if he does, and why their own redundancies. Well, that's them. I asked myself that question just today. It's like, okay, if that's true, why not just go ahead and release it? And I'm I, and the only thing I can think of is because it's going to be far more damaging when he's in the heat of the campaign and say, look, this is who these people are. This is what they've done. That's true. So if he can hold on and survive all this nonsense and get get the nomination and then release it during the campaign, look, you don't want to vote for these people. Look, here's what they did. That 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 to me makes sense. I hope that eventually, before the inevitable crumbling of America, the United States of America, that um, we at least get some kind of docu documentary about Spygate or Russiagate or something. Because I would love to know everything that's going on. I mean, it's. There's a couple people who have a pretty good beginning to end, well, end, beginning to now uh, timeline, but I can't keep it straight. It's it's crazy. I couldn't even I couldn't even read Bongino's Spygate book. book. Oh, my gosh. It's so much information. Yeah, the amount of corruption that's going on is just overwhelming. You can't absorb it all. No, you can't. I can't, you can't keep it straight. There's so many different names. Too many players. Uh, yeah, the beginning of the book, it starts off in Ukraine, basically. I mean, it's all about how uh, full circle. Yeah, well, it's all it about is. the corruption that happened there, and about how the one who was it Manafort that worked for was it? See, I don't even know. Yeah, Manafort's it's, it's in crazy. prison for talking to somebody from Ukraine. 
without filing no, the proper but he, paperwork. He worked on Ukrainian yes. um, campaigns before he came to the Trump team, and that was supposed to be. It's it's crazy. It goes back all the way to I don't even know. Imagine an area of like your state or county or whatever that you it just was cordoned off, and you go and say, okay. There's going to be basically no laws in that area, and people can go in there and get away with whatever they can get away with. That's what Ukraine is on a on a um, world level. Ukraine is that area of the world where it has been anything, all of the criminal and money laundering and arms trading and all those things that people want to go on and just go in there and do crime and business and get rich. Uh, and, and launder money and all that's what Ukraine has been for a decade do you see that Smith and Wesson you should link that Smith and Wesson article though about the third paragraph down or so second third paragraph down yeah. it's very good did you see that did he threaten the government no he said look this is what Not you interested. guys have done over these last you know decade or two with all the mental health and the drug abuse and you let people live on the street and you make everybody angry blah 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 and then you want to blame it on the guns when you've radicalized people so the sub headline is that smith and wesson ceo says company quote will never back down in our defense of the second amendment end quote so it's and just he's saying, game. he says, a gun has never carjacked anybody. A gun has never kicked in anybody's door. A gun is, and that's exactly the same point I've made. Is like I can prove the gun isn't doing it. Lay it in the middle of the table and let it lay there for a thousand years, and it will never hurt anybody, even though a thousand people a day walk right past it. It'll never do anything to anybody. Guns so, are amoral. I also I want to as an opportunity to. So there's a um, a licensed therapist in our. Uh, in our church and he's like a big really involved sat on the Nevada licensing board even though he's like kind of opposed to licensing now at this point he's like why do you have to have a light anyway you would like him but he he has a podcast called guns and mental health and rights and he as a gun owning and second amendment supporting right clinician and he's trying to bridge the gap between and so alleviate people's fears of going and getting help and like we're not going to take your guns i don't want to take your guns away and things like that and they that's talk, good on the podcast they talk a lot about bigger ideas too and defending the second amendment so what's his name plug his name is jake Wiskirchen. Mm. is that the but guns and mental health is the podcast guns and mental health yeah guns have no morality applied to them they're neither moral nor immoral right and i think a lot of people believe that but something I don't hear enough people say, and I don't know, maybe some of you won't like this. Killing is neither immoral or moral. Right, murder. Murder is immoral. Right. I think there are forms of killing that are moral. The Bible says do not so, murder. It doesn't say do not kill. Yeah. Some people might not like that, but uh, just like the gun, killing can be moral. If I had to... If somebody was coming to do my family harm and I had to kill them, I would, after the adrenaline wound down, I would sleep just fine. Yeah, before I had kids, it would bother. I'd be a little bit more bothered. Now, I think I'd sleep like a baby. I've always said it's very simple. Like, if you don't want me to shoot you, don't let me find you standing in the middle of my living room at 3 a.m. when I went to bed and I know all the doors were locked. It's really simple. If you don't want to get shot, don't do that. Yeah, and we have an alarm that does not notify the police. Yes. 
Ash doesn't either. We'll just so, shoot you and bury you in the backyard. I promise you that's worse. <laughs> Boxed water. Oh, You're going to have to explain no. that to me. I am holding on the screen for everyone. A, it looks like a milk carton. It's like a eight ounce thing. of It says boxed water. And so I was at the dentist the other day and they had these and I was like, I have to try this. And as we've mentioned that we've mentioned Pat Gray and all the inside jokes on the show, this is another Pat Gray one. And so I was like, I have to try this boxed water. And so now I can say that like Justin Trudeau, I too have drank my water from a drink box water bottle thing. Thing. Uh, we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out of uh, water out of uh, when we have water bottles uh, out of a plastic, uh, sorry, away from plastic towards uh, paper, um, like drink box water bottles sort of things. But no, so it's supposed to be better for the environment is the thing, the box, the instead of but it's lined with stuff it says sustainable pure and if i take a picture and post it hashtag better planet they'll plant two trees i must say it is reverse osmosis water so it is actually really good i'd be more impressed if they would plant two trees of my choosing in my yard now that's that's something but just two random trees i'm also supposedly supposed to refill this box unlike and like this paper carton reusing plastic bottles it's bad for what's the what's the thing well this is bpa free bpa what does that what does bpa stand for um something to do with your batting average i think (laughs) 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 on base percentage (laughs) (laughs) so i have something i i i I really want to make sure that we get to and so I got in our normal sports segment, two quick fa- fun fact updates. So update on the Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge single season home run record tracker. He's at 46 on pace for 63, which has gone down, but it's still above the Yankees and the AL record. And then the second thing is Albert Pujols hit his 690th career home run. So he's 10 away. It's possible if he stays hot, but. The thing I really want to talk about is it's the Little League World Series right now. And I like the Little League World Series. It's fun. It's cute. There are so, like, the emotions are so high. You can still, sometimes I'm amazed by what they do. But at the same time, you never know what's going to happen because balls are, you know, being overthrown everywhere. But it's, it's just a lot of fun, I think. And so I turn on the, uh, and they have, They've expanded it, so there's more United States regions and more international regions now. And so they have an international bracket and then a U.S. one, and then the winners play. So I turned on a game yesterday. It's the international bracket. And the team from the Europe-Africa region, which, first of all, I was like, wow, Europe-Africa is a gigantic region. However, right, there's probably not a lot of teams in Africa. You ought to be able to get nine players, good players together out of, like, two continents. Well, I said, well, yeah, no, but you have to represent your city. Every pl- every play player up. is from Spain. <laughs> no. Every single so one. So the team's from Italy. It was the team from Italy. Oh, okay. They're from a town in Italy. Oh, but yeah. I, I, told, I was like, that's a huge reason. And I told Cole, I was like, well, there's probably not a lot of teams in Africa. And then at the same time, or I said, probably because they're too busy. And <laughs> at the same time, Cole says playing soccer. I say being child soldiers. <laughs> and they were like, oh. <laughs> but so the team from Europe and Asia, Africa is playing the team from the – 
Asia Pacific region. Okay. And so they say, oh, this team from Italy. And now the announcers, and they have it, the words everywhere on the screen and all this stuff. And they, the commentators in the booth are going, the team from Chinese Taipei. And I'm like, okay. It's ESPN. I'm I'm angry, but I'm not at all surprised. And I'm in my uh in my living room going Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. for those of you in Rio Linda, that's yeah. what China calls Taiwan. There is no such Taiwan. thing as Chinese Taipei. There's no such thing as Chinese Taipei. Now there's Taipei City, which is where these kids are from. And so so I'm watching this right, and I'm like, wow, these kids, and then the parents. There's no way that they want to be called Chinese Taipei, right? They're Taiwanese. And so as I'm sitting here watching this game and. I guess, I don't know, credit? No. I, so the sideline reporter, poor guy, but also just grow backbone, he is interviewing the kids from the team and then also at one point parents, and he never says Chinese Taipei because probably he's thinking, I can't say Chinese Taipei to these people who would get really mad about it. But he also never says Taiwan because he would lose his job. So he's saying uh, to this kid, Oh, representing Fulin uh, Little League. That's the region that they're. That's the like the city that their little league is. And so he's asking, "How's it feel to be here representing Fulin Little League?" Then he's interviewing a mom, who this mom is. They the parents are like holding signs that say Taiwan, right? Guys got like shirts that say like Taiwan on the sleeve. This mom is literally, as she's sitting there on screen, she's holding a sign. You can see it says like Taiwan Power Pitcher, right? And the guys interviewing her never says Taiwan. She says Taiwan at one point. And he goes, how's it feel to see your home homeland represented? I'm like, oh, I would my love gosh. to see my homeland represented. <laughs> but you have China up there on the board. And so I, I want I'm like full like team Taiwan. I am like want them to win now because I want them to win. And I want the commentators to be up there going, oh, in Chinese Taipei. And then like cut to the people holding like, yeah, Taiwan. And I just want them to scream like Taiwan. And ESPN producers should be like shooting themselves in the foot, like, what are we doing? And uh, it was ridiculous. They played a clip from the 1969 Little League World Series where Chinese, where Taiwan won, and they had a graphic that ESPN put up Chinese Taipei. Well, the the commentator in the clip from 1969 is saying Taiwan. I have two comments about this. The fact that they can't say Taiwan, it reminds me. Like if you have to interview somebody from Taiwan and they can't say Taiwan, I can just envision them. There was an episode of Seinfeld where he's dating this girl, but he can't remember her name. And oh. she'll be like, oh, Jerry. And she's, he's like, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him, you know, about, you know, the whole it's the whole thing. Make Oh, he's trying to figure out her name. Oh, did you ever kids ever make fun of your name? And she's like, what do you think when your name uh, rhymes with a female body part, and so him and George are all trying to. So now he's so they like end up him and George end up calling her referring referring to her as Mulva. Mulva. Yeah, Mulva. Mulva. Oh, but yeah. it isn't Mulva. He finally figures out her name is Dolores. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other thing though, I want to say is if there's ever a case to be made for true transgenderism, it's ESPN because all of the men. Oh are ballless and all the women wish they had male body parts yikes that's espn so a couple other um more i after this game cole and i i was like man could could anyone make watching a little league world series game as fun as us because he also got a good high class culture lesson during it because we were 
we're saying all the because now we're like rooting for Taiwan, right? So we're saying all their names. I will give kudos to the commentators for all the practice they put in saying those names. I think, and Cole, and we're and then we're joking like a lot of them said their favorite players is Shohei Otani. Now that every kid on the Japanese team better say that. <laughs> and to be fair, a lot of the Americans say that too. But so we're we're like joking, and I'm we're like using bad accents. You know, this is this is not politically correct section of the show right here, people. The whole thing isn't though, and so we're we're going like Shohei, Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani, and then in my head as I'm yelling that, I just hear GI Joe, GI Joe. <laughs> so now I have to explain to Cole. I go, Have you ever seen the movie Gung Ho? Knowing full well he's gonna say no, and so I explain that whole scene and like show him some other clips. I couldn't find <laughs> that Nebo child. So now he knows what Gung Ho is, and then we also he's like saying all their names, and he's like, Oh, that's a sweet name, and I said something about like insinuate oh is that racist and he starts to say something is like no it's not racist because and i said don't even finish your statement and i find a clip of jerry uh, elaine and jerry and i'm going donna chang and he goes i like chinese women and elaine going is that racist and he goes if i like their race how is that racist <laughs> yeah but her name is actually donna changstein <laughs> Yeah, she's totally white. Yeah. Totally white. Uh, ESPN <laughs> stands for every single penis neutered. <laughs> <laughs> Except the female ones. I guess we could change the S to spade. <laughs> spade and uh, sp- everyone yeah. spade <laughs> possibly <laughs> neutered. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going to steal that and post it. That's pretty good. <laughs>